Welcome to another Jungian Typology podcast, and we are here today with Jeremy, Sound Situation, and Robot T. So what we're going to talk about today is the process and results dichotomy, the static dynamic dichotomy, and the positives and negatives dichotomy, because these make up the cognitive styles. And we're also going to go into the function signs that Kulenko has created for Model G before we go into the three main dichotomies that he talks about to create the cognitive styles we're going to just talk about how the eight functions can be divided up into the 16 so you can go ahead and create these two positive and negative signs and this is actually very useful in typing when you have two let's say anidoms and you're not sure where you are at you can kind of see that there's differences between what we call their spins like one is going in a more progressive direction and one is going into more of a results oriented looking for a more of a central kind of grip on things. And we can look at them with their whether one is a negative type or whether they're a positive type. And positives, they kind of look at a certain direction, what's in front of them, and they kind of accelerate towards that. And the negatives, they're kind of looking for an alternative, or they're looking at something, not necessarily what's actually in front of them, but they're kind of considering back and forth whatever they're trying to do. So an example of how NI would work out is like this NI, it's still a dynamic function and it would go ahead and go back and forth in the timeline. Even though NI wants to go in a particular timeline, has one timeline that it wants to go and it wants to go forward, the NI minus will go ahead and go backwards, think about the past more, be a little bit more an alternative giving, like you give them oh, we should do this in the future. Like, no, we can also do this in the future. We can also do that in the future. We can also do this in the future. It will kind of give you multiple alternatives where the NI positive will go ahead and say, oh yeah, I can totally see that. And then we can do this. It wants to go ahead and give you more and also wants to add on and accelerate. Oh, we can do this in a faster way. We can do this in a, that particular way. And the second thing we can also add on to it is the, the spin. So NI positive, so the positives, results, um, or the positive dynamics, they're going to be results. And so they're going to look at the essential, whatever that result is, and they're going to go ahead and focus on that. And the easy way we can break it down is like process types, they want to go from A to B to C to D and want to connect them all together, where the results type are more focused on, okay, here's A, and I can see B to C, but what's more important is going to D because that's where my... Um, result that I want to go towards. That's what the like the things matters to me the most. And one of the good examples that we can kind of picture down is like when you have a picture, the results type wants to go ahead and go to the end and quickly get a very low resolution picture. But that's the kind of picture that they have in mind. It's like low resolution, but it's all there first. And they'll go back and forth trying to make it more clear as long as they want to keep working on that result. Whether the process types, they want to go ahead and download it line by line and make sure it's nice and clear and polished and all the way down to the end. That's the difference between the process types and the results type. So now that we covered the process and results and the positive and negatives or just the intro part of it, we can also talk about what is static and what is dynamic. Static types are going to be more descriptive. When you give them data points, they're going to clearly distinguish like, okay, this is the thing inside this frame. Frame is very important to static types because everything inside that picture, like when you look at a camera, everything inside that picture frame is going to be descriptive and it's not gonna move around a lot. It's gonna be stuck in that frame and these static types are gonna identify them 
and going ahead to like, oh, this is the red box. I like this red box or this is, you know, my conclusion that everything in this picture is going to be more scientific. So we go ahead and look at them and we go ahead and this is my conclusion that everything here is more scientifically based. And now I need to look at all these uh, different objects to prove the premises, the links between them and make a conclusion. So static types will go ahead and describe things a little bit more and more in detail, but not actually pay attention to the calculations and the action and the movements and motion and time. They're not going to actually do anything about it, or they will do stuff after they considered what they are looking at um, externally or what they have in their mind to describe and to compare and contrast these data points together. Where dynamic types are more focused on the actions, they're going to do something about it. They're going to try to transfer that energy from here to there. They're going to calculate these motions in time. They're going to go ahead and do things and engage and have interactions and be more trying to fill up that space of time in these events. What should I do now? What am I going to do later? How should I do this? How has he been doing this? What am I going to do um, right now quickly? Uh, how can I plan this to be more efficient? How can I do this to be more effective? And not necessarily paying attention to all the data points and to describe and contrast and look at so much of um, the small points and pros and cons of them, but looking to what they can actually affect action and take action upon. So to review the three main kind of um, dichotomies that we pay attention to here in the um, Model G and the cognitive styles is static and dynamic, uh, process and results, and positives and negatives. So that is the little intro, and that contributes to the 16 function signs that Glenko has came up with in Model G. And they are based on what we call of energy and activation. So we can kind of understand that process and results, they have to go in two kind of different directions. And one type is they're going based on um, N to F to S and then to T, and then you have the opposite direction for the other one. So these two things, for example, when you take a INTP in, so, um, in Solutionics, which is the INTJ for the MBTI, you can see that the direction that it is going in is going to start from the tertiary, um, the launcher function, and that's going to be F, and then it goes ahead and goes to N, and then it goes to T, and then it goes back to S. But if you look at the ISTP in Socionics, you're going to see that it also starts with F, but then it hits the S, and then it goes to T, and then it goes back to N. And one is going to be the first one, a process type, and the other one is going to be a results type. So the INTP for um, Socionics is going to be a process type, where the ISTP on Socionics is going to be a results type. And these kind of things, they show you that one direction has to go and their energy is flowing in a certain direction. And if they go in the opposite direction, it takes more energy for them to go use that. For example, if a INTP was going to use a lot of their um, uh, intuitive functions like NE, they would burn out a lot of energy. Where the um, ISTP, can use a lot of energy and they have a lot of energy here and then they can use it much more than if they were going to use their um, SE. So you can see one of the groups, they have more energy to expend and that can go in that direction, whether the opposite can't really use that direction very well. 
And uh, we have a particular model, what we call the model G, that tells us how much energy that we have and we divide them into particular groups like maximum energy or minimum energy, pessimum energy. And these particular categories allow us to understand how much energy that this type actually has. And we're going to go ahead and uh, give you a little bit more information in the next podcast. But that's kind of like the main topics we want to kind of talk about in this particular class the main three dichotomies, the different function signs, and a little bit about model G and also process and results direction. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a little uh, break here. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how I am an ENFP and how I use my energy and how I use my process signs. And then I'm going to go ahead and give the mic to... Um, to uh, Roboty or Jeremy to see how they also understand Model G, their perspective on it, and how they have, um, how, you know, their functions, certain functions they have a lot of energy for, and certain functions they don't, and how they see other function signs, how they use other function signs, and how it, um, how Model G has actually affected them. So, to begin, um, I really like my TE. I really like it and I have T positive, but I almost have zero energy to really go ahead and make sure that I can accomplish everything that I see. But when I see in the environment that I really see that there's something that can be done productive, I get really excited. Like, wow, that's something I can do that can really make this uh, community better. I think I should go ahead and start doing that thing so it can be more productive. I see that, but it's not like I'm going to always see um, it and I'm not always gonna see whatever's gonna be more productive, but I feel like, oh crap, like that thing should be done and I have this idea and I give people that idea I get excited when I feel like oh wow we can do make this productive we should go ahead and do this podcast we should go ahead and uh, send that email to that one person we should go ahead and do that this is going to make our community go have so much more value this is going to be exactly more effective we should go ahead that that's the positive result that I want to make more productive right we know that it's the action from there or I know that it's the action I want to take but I have no energy to really do it to myself so I really just go ahead and think about it and I get motivated by it and I get so I want to have that particular output because I know that output is going to make the whole thing more effective but then I go ahead and have these alternate ideas okay well I can't do that it takes too much energy maybe someone else can do that um, maybe that can still give me the alternate results I want maybe I need another perspective maybe another need a, another idea maybe someone else or some, some uh, another thing we can still accomplish the same thing but maybe I need an alternate kind of perception that I need to take I'm going to go ahead and spin off these kind of ideas and I have any minus. So any minus is going to be more of the um, the intuition of not only getting out of this problem, um, but also trying to boil that, it down to the essentials and try to see that, okay, this is the alternative result that I want. Um, this is the alternative results that other people want as well. These are all the things. And from this time, from all these five examples that I just came up with, this probably is the one that is like the essential kind of result that we're all kind of looking for. And this is kind of simplifies it all together, all your different perspectives all together. And I can synthesize, kind of like deconstruct and put it down to one thing that's easy to understand for everyone as well. This is the metaphor. This is the example. This is the digest of everything that I've, uh, everything that I've seen. All these particular things that we can do, I can kind of break it down and make it easier to understand. And 
Um, after I find that one or two, three things that are the main core examples, I want to go ahead and FE positive. I want to share it with other people. That's what FE positive is about. I want to make sure that everybody's getting together to this positive result that we, that we have. And I want to share it with everyone. I want to make sure that everyone's enthusiastic. That when I, I'm enthusiastic about it, the energy in the room changes. Everyone's, everyone's communicating more. Everyone's being free to like communicate whatever it is. Everybody's getting excited off the thing that I'm excited about. And we all have this dynamic range of motion that we're expressing our ideas and we feel it through the sensations and we feel like we're communicating this vibrant energy that you and I and everyone else is getting revved up and the emotional atmosphere is also changing and that we're all communicating and we've communicated to get a certain result that we want to get done and this message is being spread out and that's kind of how I see like TE positive that dynamic action affecting me. I, I see something positive. There's something, a positive outcome that I want to see uh, achieved, but I can't do it myself. I don't have enough energy, right? Model G says, I don't have enough energy. And then I see alternative ideas. I condensed it down. And then I go ahead and I try to see the one or two, three things that are essential. And then I try to spread it out. And I just go ahead and make sure that I'm revving people up. Even if I can't accomplish it, the thing that I see in my med, I can get people excited about it. And so they'll help me accomplish it. Or I can accomplish it through the word that I'm the energy that I'm trying to spread out maybe I can just go ahead and do this uh, audio kind of form where everyone can see my energy instead instead of actually accomplishing tasks to make things more productive I can make things more excitable I can make the atmosphere much more energetic I can make it more positive I'm going to go ahead and give the mic to Jeremy or to Robo how do you see Model G how do you see maybe like your um, launcher function affecting your um, program function or even just what your thoughts on the different cognitive styles. One thing, if we start with the launcher function, you mine is um, SA plus. And if you look at uh, Glenco's functional profile, which is something I find to be very accurate for myself, is it says that um, he strives to dress harmon harmoniously without pretension and artificial decoration. However, this style is not immediate. It's the translation is not the best, but feels uncomfortable if dressed non-functionally inappropriate for the situation. Um, discomfort surrounding for a long time. This leads to accumulation of negative emotions. Over time, his patients may burst and the oil would splash out. Okay, so translation not right there, but you kind of get the gist of it. Like um, having comfortable sensations, SI, is really important to just kind of begin the process of thinking. Like if I'm like weird, oh, I'm wearing like um, you know jeans to a wedding or. You know, if I go to uh, a bar, you know, I'm just going to feel really out of place and just I'll be obsessed with that and spend a lot more time worrying about my appearance. And usually, yeah, you know, that's really not something that I just, I just have to do kind of a very normative SI in that way. You know, it's just like for the same thing, pretty much, it just kind of blends into the background all the time, you know. Or if I have to dress up for an occasion, I'll do that as well. Um, and that's kind of the same with, um, Possible comfort. You don't really go to, you know, some people are just really obsessive compulsive with cleaning and just everything spotless. And I just kind of niddling, you know, make sure it's clean but not obsessive. Because a dirty house is really not fun. Just the minimum kind of energy we spend on that. It almost feels like it can be kind of inflationary, though, if, it, if it's out of check. Yeah, I mean, introvert taking you know, all the energy for all day long, you know, can't really stop it.
and intuition too, you know. I kind of have a hard time distinguishing introverted and extroverted intuition when regular thought process is kind of like, I kind of see them as more like a whole function, that one function in particular. But so this form, introverted intuition is, you know, by myself. That seems a little bit contradictory to the internalities, externalities. But it's kind of weird for introverts anyway, since it's flipped by introversion, extroversion. And then I'm not going to go like introvert feeling. And it's a little bit like SI, you know, I, I think Clinko's most pretty in a way. I see just my energy. You know, it's also kind of normative and not you know, learn stuff and not be, not be jerk. I do, it bothers me if I do, but it's also not something that I want to um, spend a lot of time on either. Gee, I think you really do, you know, for thinking in particular, like Talanov says that you really can't do one attitude without the other very easily. It's really hard just to do any sort of thinking exercise without using both attitudes. I guess maybe if I were to like, Extrovert thinking as a control function, you know, maybe I do have like these, you know, kind of obsessive thoughts. I need to be more organized and do this stuff. I need to like, you know, sometimes when sometimes they make a lot of money, but generally not, you know. Like one of the intuition as a whole, do you also see thinking as a whole function, or you can't really see it because um, extroverted thinking is kind of pessimism energy? You like you really have. Not a lot of it. Um, well, I think I, I see more like the auxiliary as a whole, whole function, more so than the other ones. Hmm. I think why there is model A and model G focus on you know the difference between and demonstrative. It's just kind of what um, something that I picked up from Talanov too. Where, like he says that the auxiliary is would be more like a static version of the eye for me, which is something that. Lungo does mention in his justification for model G is because I like Talanov as well too. So like he would say like SIIC the most distinct differentiated functions within or the attitudes are most distinct between the same function. Whereas like T I and T U would be the least, I think. So they're not really symmetrical as functions. I find that to be generally true. You said that you wanted to talk about the IS cognitive style. Or LIE is that they're somehow very driven and always productive, which has been untrue for me anyway. Not exactly that productive, I suppose. I don't really do a lot of work. I prefer to avoid working. The thing is that with SE Launcher is that I need things like deadlines and consequences and someone to push me in a sense to do what needs to be done or else I won't do it even though I know that I should and it will be so much better for me if I did. I just, I can't summon up the energy to be able to do it in a sense. Uh, with MBDI's conception of ENTJ, it seems like they're thinking, it, it's like they're merging ESTP with ESTP with ENTJ in that ESTP has much better SE than an ENTJ would have, but I do not have, I don't have the SE 